If you are feeling stuck or scared, know that I'm right here with you, pushing you through and sharing my wisdom. Enjoy the process, dig in, and happy action taking. Ready? Where do you start? Well, it's called Values First for a reason. So let's start there. Welcome to You Belong in the C-Suite podcast. You are ambitious in life and in your career, but something is missing. You want to bring more of your passion to what you do, because let's be honest, you pour a ton into your work and it needs to mean more. I'm your host, Laura Eigel. I'm a mom, wife, PhD, coach, advocate, introvert, and indoor rowing fanatic. I'm passionate about living a life that's in line with my values. We'll give you the actionable tips and tools you need to lead with your values, make a difference, and have career success. The world needs more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. Your leadership belongs there. You belong in the C-suite. Hi there, friends. I am thrilled to announce that I've written my first book. It's called Values First, How Knowing Your Core Beliefs Can Get You the Life and Career You Want. I have poured my heart into this book with personal stories and stories from coaching clients using the values first framework between the constant pressure of job performance and demands on your time. It's easy to lose sight of your values, letting them shift out of alignment. Those simple misalignments are keeping you from feeling joyful and fulfilled. Learn how to recenter your life and career around what truly matters to you and values first. Values First will be launching and available for purchase on April 12th. I want to make sure that you are the first to know about every book launch activity that we have in store, including the minute that the book is available and every online and in-person book launch celebration. So stay up to date by joining our list at thecatchgroup.com slash values first. That's thecatchgroup.com slash values first. In this week's episode, we are celebrating because when this airs, my book, Values First, How Knowing Your Core Beliefs Can Get You the Life and Career You Want, will be out in the world. Let's get started. As I record this, I'm prepping for the book to be out in the world, and there is a lot of excitement around it. And guess what came in the mail to me yesterday, y'all? A really big shipment from my publisher. My author copies of the book are here. So yesterday was the first day that I laid eyes on the book. We made it a family thing. My husband, Brian, and I brought the boys upstairs to my office so that we could open one of the boxes together. While this has been a journey of writing for me, this has been a family journey of their support of me. So we wanted to celebrate it together. I asked our boys who are in elementary school, hey, what do you think is in this box? And the little one said, a toy for us? I said, no, not a toy. Not often are we opening boxes together so I can understand his confusion. Um, But I said, no, these boxes have the book mommy wrote. Cool, huh? And he said, oh yeah, cool, let's open it. 
So as a family, we opened it and we all looked at the book and it was, it was a fun experience, like just having it in my hands, you know, this thing that had only been words on a word document or a PDF at this point. And here it is this thing that I created. The boy said, cool, mom, that's really neat. How many pages does it have? Do we have to read it right now? I said, no, of course, you don't have to read it right now. I just wanted to to open it together. So today I took more time to just dig into the book, to hold it, you know, to have it in front of me physically. And I'm just so happy how it turned out and knowing what it means that it will create action for others to live a life of their values. This is a tool that will do that. And I know it will because it has for me personally and for the people that I coach. So today I'm going to give you a sneak peek into the book. I'm going to do a reading of the prologue and intro, and I'm going to be reading directly from a physical book that's in my hand. So if you want to find out more about the writing process, why I decided to write a book, I'd urge you to listen to last week's podcast where Lauren Marie Plumbing, my book coach, and I sat down to talk about all things book writing. But let's get started. Prologue. Wearing a borrowed white Banana Republic blazer, I was queasy as I prepared as I walked into the job fair. I had just defended my dissertation in graduate school and borrowed $300 from my parents for a flight and registration fee to attend a conference in Los Angeles. I stayed with my childhood best friend, Helena, who lived in Pasadena. Helena gifted me the white blazer to wear for my interviews. Her mom had bought it for her, but she'd never worn it. The blazer still had the tags on it when she offered it to me, a price that I could never afford on my own. Putting it on, I hoped magically that it covered my anxiety and turned it into casual confidence. I was feeling very official, with my white blazer and newly minted PhD. I had a few meet and greets lined up and went to the conference to apply for more positions. There was one job that I had chosen not to pre-apply for. It was for a small consulting firm outside of my hometown. They were looking for new PhDs with specific experience. And while I had the credentials, I didn't have the experience. I'd done some consulting work in my graduate school days, but never the exact things that were written in the job description. I felt like I could do the job and figure it out along the way. I loved learning, diving in, but I didn't meet the objective criteria, so I didn't apply. At the job there, each employer had a box, and if you hadn't pre-applied for the position, you put your paper resume in the box to apply. There is a big piece of furniture with slot numbers representing the companies. I looked at this tall grid marked for employers. Would one of these companies be my first employer? Would I really get a job here? Would I get a second interview on site? Would I be able to make it through the day without throwing up? My nerves were getting the better of me. So I decided to make a lap around the conference. Getting the lay of the land, getting familiar with my surroundings, and doing some people watching have always been ways for me to calm myself a bit. I walked around the conference, seeing people rushing into rooms to hear a talk, seeing old friends reuniting with each other, and spying on others who were awkwardly networking. After people watching, I came back around to the job fair area and stared at the resume boxes. There I was, with the fancy faux leather portfolio my father had given to me to put my newly printed resumes in, 
standing there looking at the boxes. To say I was nervous would be an understatement. Opening my portfolio, I reviewed the notes that I took. Which box numbers did I want to put my resumes in? One copy of my resume hesitantly went into a box for a gig in Oklahoma, another for a job in New Jersey. With a quick scan of boxes, I found it. The box for the company I had chosen not to apply to. Because, you know, I wasn't qualified for that one. I looked behind me and caught a glimpse of myself in the mirror. The white jacket gleamed back at me. In my mind, I heard the voice of my professor from my program evaluation class. After this class, you'll know how to evaluate anything. You'll be able to go into any situation because you'll know what to do, even if you've never done it before. With my resume in hand, I stared down at the box. I love to learn. I can figure this out, I thought. In that moment, centering in on what I knew was true, that I love to learn and to be challenged. I knew what I had to do. I stared at my resume and then the box and then the resume, then the box. I held my breath and quickly shoved my resume in. Then I ran out of there as quickly as I could so I couldn't change my mind. Such a rule breaker, applying for a job that I wasn't qualified for. Guess which job I ended up getting? You know, that one, the one I almost didn't apply for. This is a book about knowing what you value and using that to get the life and career you want. Put your resume in the freaking box. Introduction. In business and in life, we are often told that the ideal type of leader is someone with the right executive presence and charisma to motivate teams. We are sold the image of a leader as someone who dedicates their whole life to work, going above and beyond everyone else, often being the loudest person in the room. That type of leadership didn't work for me, and I'm guessing it doesn't work for you either. I've spent my career studying, working with, and building the capability of great leaders in all sizes of organizations, from small businesses to Fortune 500 companies. In my research, I have found that what makes a true leader isn't how loudly you command a room, but how authentically you show up as yourself and your values. In this book, I share my experience with being the quiet one in the room amongst lots of ambitious, extroverted leaders. Throughout my career, my introversion has been both a strength and an obstacle to overcome. I studied personality and temperament in graduate school, and I'm not here to test you. I'm not analyzing you. I'm not here to tell you that there is a perfect profile for a leader. Hint, there isn't one. I'm here to tell you about what I've learned in my two decades of studying and working with high-performing leaders. I want to tell you that there's no one way to be a great leader except to lead with your authentic style. When you show up authentically, centered in your values, you'll be more successful. I know this to be true for myself. You will learn how to do this through the values first framework. This is the framework that I've used to build boundaries and create a team culture to motivate others to achieve success while leading as my authentic self. It is the framework that I use to coach executives to do the same. Throughout the book, I'll guide you through the values first framework. You'll learn through my experience, and I'll challenge you to do some serious self-reflection and action taking along the way. The framework consists of six parts. Here's what you'll accomplish in each section of this book using the framework. Values first. 
dig into what matters most to you and set the foundation of your core values. You'll also get clarity on what living those values looks like uniquely to you. Audit time. Review your time to see where your values do and don't show up in your life and learn how to use your values to make difficult decisions at home and at work. Life boundaries. Set your values first priorities to create the boundaries you need to truly live the life that you want and create systems for keeping those boundaries in place. Uplifting others. Find the support you need from peers and mentors to keep your boundaries intact and learn strategies to model your values with your team by building a values-first culture as a leader. Experience and conflict. Create a plan now. So when conflict arises with yourself or your team, you can easily know what to avoid and how to move forward in alignment with your values. Sustaining values. Build an action plan to live your values and boundaries for the long haul. That's your full values-first action plan and what you'll go over in each section. To get the most out of this book, here's what you need to do. Download the free Values First workbook at thecatchgroup.com slash values first. Pause now and go get it because you'll want it throughout this book. Print the worksheets out so you can write directly on them. Use the stories in this book as an example of how to implement the Values First framework in your life. And take action. Do the worksheets and make the changes needed in your life to live with your values first and join our values first community and get extra support at thecatchgroup.com slash values first. In this book, I'll tell you stories about my missteps, my learnings, and some of my proudest moments while referencing the stages in my career. I've held multiple roles from having my first job as a consultant fresh out of graduate school to being a first time manager to holding a job in the C-suite as a chief learning officer and later founding a company. I've been an individual contributor, didn't have a team or anyone reporting to me, had one direct report, led small teams, and also led big teams. I've managed people who have managed other people. I've been in many different roles, had promotions, lateral transitions, and have switched companies throughout my career. I've had many managers, including some that I couldn't stand and some that still motivate me to grow and learn today, even though I don't work for them anymore. As I share with you my many lessons learned, I'll recount stories from my own experience to the best of my recollection. Consider this a career memoir with actionable tools. I've changed the names of some individuals and all companies to give them confidentiality. I'll use the below timeline to reference my career. Early career, first job consulting, individual contributor and manager at a Fortune 50 company. Early mid-career, executive, leading leaders at a Fortune 50 company, mid-career, senior executive, leading teams at Fortune 50 company, C-suite position in a smaller organization, and late mid-career, entrepreneur and executive coach. My goal is to bring more diversity and authenticity to the workplace. I want to see more authenticity from those in manager positions, senior leaders, and C-suite leaders. That's the mission of my company, The Catch Group to accelerate the careers of women into more leadership positions and to get more diversity and authenticity in the top jobs at organizations. After being in corporate America as an executive in Fortune 50 companies and in the C-suite myself, I've left my big job to pursue what mattered most to me. What mattered most? My values of growth, development, and advocacy to build a company that focuses on accelerating the careers of women. 
Every day I get to coach high achieving women individually or through group coaching. The only way to make change and lead with your values is to do the work. The good news is I've made it easy for you in this book, outlining the steps that you can take and helping you through the full values first framework process. Plus, I have support on my website, including a workbook, weekly tips, and my podcast, You Belong in the C-Suite. Get the help you need at thecatchgroup.com slash values first. I hope this book helps you understand a perspective that's different than your own. This is my perspective. And let me tell you, as an introvert, it is both freeing to get this down on paper and also extremely terrifying that it is now out in the world. If you are feeling stuck or scared, know that I'm right here with you, pushing you through and sharing my wisdom. Enjoy the process, dig in, and happy action taking. Ready? Where do you start? Well, it's called Values First for a reason. So let's start there. If you don't have your copy yet, it's called Values First, How Knowing Your Core Beliefs Can Get You the Life and Career You Want. And it's now available on Amazon. Grab it there and don't forget to download the free companion workbook at thecatchgroup.com slash values first. Remember, your leadership belongs here. You belong in the C-suite. I want to thank you so much for listening to the You Belong in the C-suite podcast. If you are enjoying this content, please remember to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. By leaving a review, you are helping others find this content. We will be featuring five-star reviews on air in upcoming episodes. Editing and support for the podcast is done by S&E Podcast Management. To get more tips and tools to help you live a life guided by your values, go to thecatchgroup.com. Keep your boundaries and take care.